0: Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains, firstly, my perfect trailer queue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number 45 of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Whoopah! <laughs> Who plays Hero Realms with his wife and daughter And usually loses Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast Hey guys, welcome to another session of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast Now, in today's session, I am in my studio Although that sounds a lot more cool than uh, the front room of my house, doesn't it? Uh, I'm in the studio, uh, which for me looks like a lovely white desk covered in junk uh, and behind that junk is uh, a midi keyboard with a mac pro Uh, actually a really old mac pro as well like 2010 it's a beast it's still running uh shock horror anyway uh today i wanted to uh address a question Uh, the wonderful thing about you guys is that you first of all listen which is great thank you Uh, second of all you actually dm me usually through instagram um Asking questions, uh, and also saying nice things about the podcast, which I'm truly flattered about. So thank you very much for those of you who have reached out to uh, say how much you enjoy the podcast. And again, thank you for those of you who have reached out to ask a question. And today's episode is one of those, answering your questions. I feel like I should have some kind of like uh, cheesy... Music, which you know actually, I can obviously write myself i'm I'm very good at cheesy music <laughs> um so uh answering your questions do uh, the question today was brought to you the so the question today was a wonderful question it's kind of like uh one of those like ballpark ones where. There could be tons and tons of opinions on it. Uh, and this person was interested in hearing my opinion on it. Uh, and the question was this, when is trailer music, trailer music? Uh, which I think is a fantastic question. It's, you know, it's it's very interesting to define what we do, what it is that we do. Because obviously as a trailer music composer, it's good to know what trailer music is. Um, so I, I would break this down in two. I want to say three definitions, uh, but two and three are very closely interlinked. The first definition, very, very short Uh, and very obvious. It's music that is placed on a trailer because it's trailer music. uh, You know, Uh, obviously this this definition could cause some uproar and arguments among the audience about, uh, well, hold on. If it's an existing song, say, uh, I don't know, uh, the Beatles gets placed on a trailer, quite unlikely, but if it does, uh, does that make the Beatles trailer music composers? No, it does not. It means it's a piece of music that was used for a trailer for the same purposes that trailer music is used. Which leads me on to the second definition trailer music is trailer music when it is uh, written specifically to the tr- the film trailer structure uh and this is a really interesting one because uh within the structure there are inherent themes going on i don't mean musical themes i mean uh, inherent uh similarities across the board i've heard the guys in, uh, i say i heard i've read you guys in the uh in cody stills uh trailer music support group discussing this stuff uh where it's like, what is it that makes good trailer music, is what I think just makes trailer music in general, which is it has atmosphere, it has impact, and brings a sense of the cinematic with it. Um, impact is a really, really big one there. I mean, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but uh, trailer music is trailer music when it's written with the structure of Act 1, 2, and 3. And when you are using that structure the nature of the structure brings about the cinematic, it brings about uh the um the the wonderful impact that we have as trailer composers because obviously each act uh needs to get bigger. So you get this sense of growth, this sense of impact, which is just wonderful. Uh and For me, that is a wonderfully defining point of trailer music, a music that is written with trailers in mind. And when you write with trailers in mind, you write with a three-act structure usually, and you write with the idea of having a cinematic element to it where it has impact and atmosphere. Uh, You know, obviously you do want some element of, I quote, originality, end quote, because I think actually authenticity is a better way of approaching that word than originality, uh, and and this is the this is the thing. So so you go okay. So it, it's music this placed on trailers, and usually it is used. So referring to my Beatles reference here, usually I imagine if it's not been trailerized, <laughs> um, then it is being used for a specific purpose in one of the acts. Usually pop songs are placed in Act 3 in comedy trailers or something like that. Um, you know, you'll get, you'll get them there for the kind of the big hook of Act 3. So that music becomes trailer music because it's acting in the way that we as trailer music composers would compose a trailer music cue that is act 3 we would want impact we want we would want to hook people you know i'm i'm thinking back the moment i think back about uh, think about a an effective uh trailer cue that has impact it was that um transformers trailer back in I don't know, 2011 2012 uh maybe even 2010 uh which was, I believe it was Pusher landed the, the track and I think it was a guy from Bristol in the UK. Anyway, it was like this just fantastic. It had this uh, <sauces> fantastic pace to it. And that had impact. It had a huge amount of impact and that is why you would use a popular piece of music for impact and that impact is either emotional or you know geographical or uh temporary uh, or temporal i should say uh temporal as in uh it it's bringing you to a time in in your mind so you know if you hear the beatles it brings someone back to the 60s or 70s or whatever it is 50s 60s whatever um so that there are first two definitions. The first one is music that is placed on a trailer for the purpose of one of those acts. The second is music that is written with the structure of trailer music in mind. So it has three acts. It has atmosphere. It has impact. Um, and true to form... I've completely forgotten the third one. (laughs) Um, Just give me a second. I'm going to have a drink of water. It's the advantage of being in the studio. Okay, so before we dive into the third definition... Yeah, I want to kind of throw some questions back at you, you know. You can have any genre or style of music in a trailer. And I think this is why this question is fantastic. You can have hip-hop, you can have jazz, you can have pop, rock, orchestral, hybrid, EDM, whatever. You can have it all in a trailer. So when does that music become trailer music because some some trailer music is not written with a trailer structure in mind some uh, stuff that lands on trailers is written for a certain mood you know think of a library composer composing sort of a dark piano intros that type of thing it might be the 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 possibility is that they are thinking of trailers because let's face it, trailers pay well. Um, but it's not necessarily sticking to the tra- trailer structure, and that's why two and three are interrelated. Uh, and I talk, I've kind of discussed it already in in the second point. But all of those genres, what do they have in in common? when you watch any type of trailer, any comedy, romance, uh, drama, action, sci-fi, what is it that makes that music work? And that's the magic of trailer music. It's where this wonderful sense of the cinema is brought to life with music. And I think a lot of the trailer music has a larger-than-life feel. So this ties into impact, but it feels big. It feels uh, celebratory. It feels confident. It feels, uh, you know, huge. You know, if you're thinking about those hip-hop tracks that land on trailers, they've got this larger-than-life feel, and it's the same for... uh, the epic hybrid it's the same for the sort of swashbuckling family adventure stuff it's the same for the the horror stuff it feels over the top it's like our drums aren't just drums they're massive drums you know our pianos aren't just pianos they're apocalypse pianos Ah, you know, our drones aren't just drones. They are 300 synths playing at the same time in a dank church. You know, everything in trailers has to carry this sense of the grandiose, the, the enormous epic scale. And it's really wonderful. And that's one of the reasons I absolutely love trailer music. Um, I'm very aware that... Sorry, this is a side note. I'm very aware that when I say trailer music, it sounds like I'm saying Trello music. Uh, only because when I've had this... uh, What's it called? When someone writes out what I'm saying, uh, they've always put Trello music. Uh, I Trailer music. There we go. Um, that's why I've always loved trailer music. Because... There's no holds barred, no holds barred. Wait, no hold barred, nose no holes barred? I've uh, no holes barred. <laughs> That's saying I I've I've my brain is not working. That's saying no holes barred. Uh there are you know, it's it all the cliches, you know pedal to the metal, you know, going full throttle, you can just go crazy with your production you can go crazy with your uh samples you can go crazy with your structure you know and i say that because within your three-act structure you can pretty much do whatever you want and that's the wonderful thing about trailer music is that the three-act structure isn't like a prison of rules it's actually a you know a reason to to be free so for me, the real answer behind when is, trailer mu- when is music trailer music or when is trailer music trailer music is when it feels larger than life and when it serves the purpose of one or more of the acts within a trailer. And that is not saying that trailer music can't be other music and that's the important point here it can be other music at the same time but it's kind of like it's got a little badge saying guys i'm ready i uh, i'm i'm good to go on a trailer <laughs> you know it's like a little uh, a prefect badge if you will uh, except instead of prefect it says trailer on it you know your your hip hop track there's actually a great piece of music it's a great song could also double down as a trailer track Yes, because it has those things. It could serve in our second act of a trailer, possibly third act. You know, it has this larger-than-life feel. And the thing is, I think this applies beautifully to all of those classical pieces of music that land on trailers. Uh, you think about all the, uh those Oscar-winning trailers where they have classical pieces of music even those which you could say are quite understated classical pieces of music, I wish I could have an an example, but you know the ones I'm talking about, uh, where it's like a period drama, it's almost like it's Haydn or something, Uh, Haydn or Bach, whichever. Although they're understated because of the instrumentation, the way they're written is larger than life, you know, and the way they are used in conjunction with the images. It's just a beautiful marriage. So, when you're thinking about trailer music, think about how you're gonna carry impact and carry this grandiose, larger-than-life element to your track. Even if you're just doing a drone, how can you bring that to your drone? It's kind of like, rather than it being a definition it's a mentality you know even uh, my uh, solo piano stuff it i wouldn't say it's larger than life but it takes you away it it makes you feel those things that then bring the element of epic Massive scale, or you know, it, it, one could even say that it's just the emotions carrying you that bring the sense of the larger, larger than life in combination with the huge landscapes you're seeing, or whatever it is the explosions, the giant robots. But I think if you can do that with your writing, your trailer music, if you can think, How can I make this feel larger than life? I'm going to say it over and over again. How can you make it have? impact and authenticity. I know this, uh, you know, believe me, I know that I could be coming across as annoying when I say those things, authenticity, impact, you know, atmosphere. I, so I'm currently writing throat five for, uh, Vic at Elephant Music at the moment. So throat five is, uh, uh kind of horror, thriller, guttural, uh, organic sound design stuff. And, you know, when you're working on your fifth iteration of, of an album, you've really got to think, how can I approach this same idea w- authentically? So I, I am practicing what I'm preaching, chaps. I'm not uh, I'm not just spouting these words. I, you know, I get it. You know, like I said, i just finished Piano Works 10. 10 Piano Works. And the Piano Works is loo- loosely that Piano Works, because the first five were just piano. And then the next five were sort of piano and orchestra. Uh, but I get it. I get the problem of authenticity and impact. And this is why I obviously obviously preach on all platforms about writing and not editing, about letting your creativity flow. Just just get the idea out, do it, bosh, done. Go to the next one, do it, bosh, done. Don't let yourself critique whilst you're writing because it stops the ability your natural ability to be authentic you know it's kind of like when you've we've all had a a teacher at school or you know some kind of private tuition or something that has kind of like criticized us enough for us not to want to do the thing whether it's learn to learn German or you know to do maths or whatever it is if we carry that critical voice in our head, we're not going to be able to be authentic. So we're not going to be able to really write that great trailer music. So if you want to be authentic and want to carry impact, you just need to practice and let yourself do it. So I, I know it's kind of, a you know, I, oh, I don't know why, but I always end up talking about authenticity and uh, letting yourself write and be creative. But I thought it was such a fantastic topic uh that uh, i didn 't it's at the, at the moment it 's super windy around around my house, not just around my house around the around England uh so me walking with my mobile phone would probably produce the worst quality podcast and yes, I have low standards when it comes to audio, but uh not that low well not yet anyway um so if you are curious about what trailer music is that 's my take on it. And if you're curious about how you can go about tra- changing a track that isn't necessarily trailer music as we know it, which is the common misconception is epic music, that's not just trailer music. That is one aspect of trailer music. You know, you could do solo piano stuff that is trailer. trailerized solo piano. Um, you know, again, this a, a good sort of tangential angle to take from this is, you know, when someone says, oh, can you trailerize this? Well, how do you trailerize something? Give it massive hits. Give it rises. Give it swooshes, you know. Make it feel larger than life. Give it a landscape to sit upon. If it's a solo piano, sit it, sit that solo piano on the moon, you know. Um I think there there was a brief I got years and years ago. I think it was from Vic actually, uh, Vic at Elephant Music, uh, which he, he's he said like, like the I think they scrapped the album in the end and it turned into a Piano Work 7. Uh but it was called Falling Pianos and that picture would just completely set me off I was just like, not in in a rage in like a fit of composing because that idea, Falling Pianos beautifully encapsulated writing trailer music for piano you know you're writing trailer music for drums you know, you want sort of uh, apocalyptic drums you know the drums to end the world what's that going to sound like i'm not saying everything needs to be massive and huge but there there needs to be an element of scale and atmosphere anyway i'm i'm uh, i'm going off on a tangent again aren't i although it's still related to the podcast episode but uh, guys thanks for listening i have uh, i'm just going to get just a heads up i have a very exciting uh, interview coming your way uh, it's actually a two-parter. We, we were chatting for a good sort of two, two, two and a half hours. So it's, it's going to be a two-parter, but it's such a fantastic interview. Um, and we cover all areas, you know, uh, sound engineering, music supervision, composing, start your own music library. It's just the bee's knees, really. Uh, so that's coming up uh, in the next few weeks, uh, just to give you a heads up get you guys a bit excited because i am super excited about it you know uh, and really really chuffed with it um and yeah thanks so much for listening guys and as ever if you want to learn more about writing trailer music head on over to the trailer music school where uh, i have courses about teaching you how to do trailer music and also we have a wonderful community of uh, trailer nerds uh and yeah uh, i shall catch you guys next week see ya Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my Trailer Music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle, and I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash Trailer Music Bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.